So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Rockstar Nation, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to stay to the end, where our guests will be offering a free gift. As you know, all of our guests offer a free gift, and all of these gifts can be found on the Agent Success Toolbox. You could find that by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply texting the word toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. I am going to put today's free gift in today's show notes. But if you want all of them, including gifts from most of our guests that have come on the show, just go to the Agent Success Toolbox. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a great, super uh, returning guest today. Well, last time I was on, there was almost 600, 597. And then uh, before that was two, not, well, that is really weird. 297 and 597, 300 episodes, no, 200. No, that'll be 497, 300 episodes. And now, I wonder if this is going to be 897. This is spooky. Like literally every 300 episodes, which is you know, over 18 months each one, uh, really, we're coming up close to 900. I'm curious to see what this is going to be. But anyways, uh, Mr. Aaron Marshall from Key Renner is on. And we're going to talk about, you know, some really interesting things as far as the, how the rental market is uh, changing faster or slower than the sales market and, and what's happening with technologies. We're going to talk about uh, why agents should you know, start thinking of ways they can make auxiliary money or different sort of money other than real estate commissions when the slowdown happens and uh, all kinds of other good stuff uh, with Aaron. He's, you know, been an agent forever. I met him back in the REO days when we used to sling three, 400 REOs each. I think he, he slung a lot more net um, per year. And so he's an expert on all things, real estate sales, real estate renting, all good stuff. Without further ado, Mr. Aaron Marshall, welcome back for the third time to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for having me. I love real estate. Let's let's just talk real estate and we can <laughs> talk for hours. Yeah, let's just talk real estate. So real quick, if people didn't hear your other episodes, give them a little rundown of who you are. Yeah, Aaron Marshall. Got my real estate license back in 01. I uh, was the number one agent here in Utah, uh, Salt Lake City area, but for the entire state of Utah in 08, 09 selling a few hundred homes every year. Uh, a lot of REOs, bank owns, uh, haven't done any BPOs for years. Sold my uh, REO business back in 20, or the, my real estate business back in 2013 to one of my agents, uh, Robin. She still to this day runs that uh, business. And uh, I have to say, I'm glad I'm out of the day-to-day real estate side. I still have my keep my license. Right now I have one listing. Uh, I think I've, the last five years I've sold maybe 12. Uh, homes, but I just I love real estate. Uh, that's my passion uh, is real estate, everything real estate, property management, uh, rentals. I've I've got a number of rentals. That's uh, where I that's my retirement. 
property management. That's my day-to-day thing uh, with Key Rancher Property Management. Um, I just love helping people out when it comes to real estate. And uh, we, st- we started franchising Key Rancher back in 2014. Today, fast forward, we've got 37 uh, open offices right now uh, kind of throughout the country. And uh, for myself, we're looking to grow our corporate stores uh, here in the, in, in the West, uh, getting uh, a few dozen uh, corporate stores, uh, doing, doing the same thing that I'm asking other people to do, doing it myself as well. Yeah, well, that's funny. I mean, and that's always a good sign when the franchisor starts wanting to be corporate. Like Remax did that with their, with their offices, right? They started buying back their, their franchisees offices, which is, you know, and, and Keller Williams did it with their regions, right? They say, they, you know, they originally franchised out all their regions and then started buying them back. And, and it's always a good sign because it means, shit, all these people are making money off of my concept. Uh, you know, maybe the corporation should do the same thing. Um, so, like, if, if everybody was losing money, then they'd be like, you know, we want to stay a franchisee, franchisor uh, relationship and let them take the risk. Well, so I, 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 I can make a hell of a lot more money going out doing property management or having those corporate stores than I can within the franchise. And I've, I think I have a hell of a franchise and I, I want to be a part of my franchise even more and have some, uh, some more stores. And so that's what we're looking to do. Yeah. So what would you say, like, what about, and we're going to get into some, you know, f- future predictions and stuff here in a second, but I'm just curious, like, like what, what does Key Renner have that, that Joe Blow, like I, I for instance, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, for years, I've had uh, partial ownership in a property management company that's, that's like 10, 10 things, right? I make like 500 bucks a year, literally 500 bucks a year from it or something. Off the property it, management business? Yeah, not much. Because, you know, we pay, I got partners and we pay out and all this bullshit. But anyway, so like, so what, what, what exactly do you guys offer that, uh, that, you know, somebody that just has their own property management company on their own can't do? Good, good question. It's not that they can't do that. They, they can do it out on their own. Uh, and uh, at the end of the day, I encourage everyone listening, uh, if, you, if you're not in property management, I highly recommend doing it. It doesn't have to be with a key renter office, but with key renter, one, we've got systems and processes. Uh, with any franchise, that's what they're going to tell you, uh, systems, processes. But even above and beyond that, uh, at the end of the day, none of us are marketers, online marketing specialists especially. Uh, with, with key renter, we create your your domain, we buy, go out and buy the domain, we create the website, we keep it up, we do all the edits, uh, we do the SEO, we do, we'll do the pay-per-click, Bing, Google, all of that for you for 500 bucks a month. Uh, you can't go out and get that deal anywhere else, let alone in real estate or in property management. We do a hell of a lot just on the property management side. On top of that, the number one issue that gets people in trouble in property management, if you hear they're going out of business or closing the doors, the number one issue, it's going to be regarding the trust accounts. We have two full-time accountants here on staff. We're going to be hiring another one uh, at the beginning of the year uh, that help you go over your trust accounts, that will do a reconcile reconciliation each and every month in your trust accounts to make sure that those are accurate and correct. Essentially, having a third-party company, which is us, corporate, going through your trust accounts um, and just making sure that uh, everything's correct. If they're not, we're going to get those correct on a monthly basis. We do a three-way tie-out each and every month. And a uh, trust so, account is what? Is that that's, that's a checking account or is it just security deposits? 
Well, it's gonna, it depends upon your states. Most states require two trust accounts. It's going to be one for your deposits and then one for all your rents. So it's going to be all that, so the security deposits. I mean, let's just say uh, for simplicity, we'll just put all that into one. For Utah, we, law is two, but we've asked the, the, the higher up and people in charge, and they're okay with having us only have one as long as we can account for every penny. But going through, making sure when you have the audit, okay, how are the reconciliations, going through and making sure you, have every, you can account for every penny for the deposits. Where are they? Do, do you have all the money? Uh, each and every month, making sure that you can account for all the checks going out because you have thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe over a million dollars going out in a month, paying the owners, paying vendors, and just making sure that that money coming in and out, nobody's taking any extra money within the business, as well as nobody's taking, you're not spending uh, the owner's money when you shouldn't be. Uh, that's a, a really big issue actually is um, People have, within property management, we've got a bill for it of, say, $1,000, and you just paid out the owner last week. Here it is, uh, the 31st of the month. Uh, the, uh, you had a vendor go out and spend $1,000 on heating, HVAC. Got, the vendor wants to get paid. Well, you're not getting, getting the money for another probably two weeks, 10 days. Uh, yes, rent's due on the 1st. You may not get it from this tenant till the 7th. You pay the, that vendor today, being the end of the month, uh, well, there's no money there to pay for it. Yes, there's money in the trust account, but that one account is now a negative. You're stealing from the trust account. Yeah. You're just making yeah. sure that... Oh, it happens. Oh, it, it happens, happens all the time, and it's okay until you get an audit from the state. Right. And then, then they are going to put you over and bend you over and just screw you. Well, it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I hear about it all the time. And, and, you know, it's funny that you say that because I've always believed, I don't care whether it's property management, real estate sales, you know, or anything that you're selling or any business that you have, you always should have an outside person uh, looking in on the book. I, I've, I've been involved with several companies that have had embezzlement and in issues with that. And the, 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 the number one lesson learned is you got to have checks and balances. You got to have more than, more than just you and somebody inside dealing with your books. You always have to have that accountability person looking, looking over and saying, well, wait, wait a minute, what about this? Or this doesn't make sense. So totally love that. So let's talk real estate. Um, so, you know, a lot of things are happening now in the rental business that appear to me to be faster than the sales business. And I'm going to give you some examples and you tell me if you agree with this or not. But, you know, the other day I was talking to some people about rental properties and they were telling me that, you know, um, they do not have a physical agent that goes and shows the rental property anymore because they have these electronic lock boxes where they can give the person the key, right? I mean, the code to get in. They, they, um, they have cameras there you know, if there's any question, right, there's cameras, you know, at the front door, ring doorbell, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, uh, you could even put cameras inside. And there's all kinds of things that are cutting out the human being from, from having to show the house, right? You want to write a leash, you go on and fill an application out online. It links to your credit report. It links to, you know, you could link it to social media links or whatever, your LinkedIn account to prove your working somewhere. I mean, there's so much technology that's, that's 
taking out the rental agent. Why is it slower? Why is it faster, it seems in my mind, than the sales agent where sales agents still have buyer agents holding their hands as they walk through the doors and open up lockboxes? That's, that's an interesting perspective that you have there because, Pat, I, I love going to real estate masterminds. Just went to one in San Diego three weeks ago uh, with Frank, uh, with Viral Marketing. You probably have heard of him. Um, yeah, Frank Levitt's a great guy. Yep. I, I, I love going to his. I love going to Jay's, uh, Jay and uh, Mike uh, down in, out of Texas, Dallas area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love going to real estate masterminds. And for me, I feel like property management is more behind the times. At the end of the day, uh, with real estate, we, we've had for years, 20, 25 years, as long as I've been in the business, lockboxes uh, to where the homeowner or the listing agent doesn't have to let the buyer's agent or the buyers in themselves. There, it's, it's either the listing agents there. Yeah, there's sometimes the lockbox. Yes, this, the type of lockbox has been a little bit more sophisticated uh, the last five years uh, in property management. But us using lockboxes has only been around really for about the last five, maybe seven years. Not really that long. The camera thing, um, not so much in most uh, day-to-day rentals. And the main thing for the cameras, because most of my rentals that I have of the single-family homes, most of those uh, homes do not have internet. And so I don't have a way for, uh, to be able to have that active camera there. Okay, wait a minute. So let me stop you there. They don't have internet because you're not paying the bill, you mean. Like they have internet. Um, when someone moves in, they have internet. Yes. But while, while, you, in, while they're empty, they don't, right? When they're empty, they don't. We try market the properties mm. about three weeks before they're vacant. But when you're letting a tenant in, letting a prospective tenant in to a new tenant, like a current tenant's home, that's not the best. It's just not the best scenario for the most part. We still try to do it because we want to reduce the days on market and reduce the vacancy for our owners. So we definitely do it. But lots of times we will go uh, and show those homes and usually only have it set up once, two, maybe three times a week for the showings. But we'll go with the tenants and have three, five tenants go there all at the same time. But most of the time, if it's a, a vacant home, there is no internet there. I'm lucky to have utilities turned on and the heat turned on. Uh, sometimes with the owners, they're really trying to pinch their pennies and they don't want to spend a whole lot of money. They don't want to turn the utilities on when they're going to be turning off or they should be turning off in three weeks. Hmm. Yeah, well, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. What, what, what other technologies you know, do you see coming down the pike with regards to, to rentals and property management that, and, 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 that, that certainly could eventually work its way to real estate sales or not? Like what, what else? Well, definitely like the lockboxes. Let's go back on that for just a second. The lockboxes, that saves a huge amount of time. I, I mean, I can lay somebody or don't have to hire somebody uh, to, to go out and do the showings. And we've done that for years and years, probably six, seven years. We've been using a different, uh, different types of lockboxes. There's not a lockbox system out there that we truly love because there are flaws with most of them in the property management world. If I could get some type of lockbox similar to the real estate side, I would do it in a heartbeat. But how am I going to give the Joe Blow or, or Joe and Susie access to be able to open that lockbox without just, that's going to be a one-time lockbox that they can't come back uh, tomorrow night or say tonight uh, yeah. and have a, have, a have contractor a, a party. code, right? Yeah, it's temporary code. 
Yep, it's a temporary code. But so uh, besides the lockbox system, really it's the processes um, that's starting to get more and more automated. Not sure how that's going to feed into the real estate side, but for property managers, that is the main thing. Just most property managers are doing property management reactive. They're, they're, they're behind the game. Right, um, yeah. And, and that's just, that's, I, I would say that's 90% of all property management. Yeah, how do you do it where you're not reactive, where they're not saying, hey, this pipe is leaking or, you know, this, you know somebody broke is. in or whatever. But other than maintenance, maintenance is, but you, you still have to have a handle on that. Other than that, everything else should be more proactive. Proactive coming up to 30, 90 days before the lease expires. Hey, Mr. Tenant, what do you, what's your plans? Hey, Mr. Yeah. Owner, what's your plans? And having that automated via text messaging, via an email, um, just a lot of that communication going on behind the scenes. And then once it comes back, that automatically goes out. Once it comes back, then I can go through and figure out, okay, do we need a new tenant here? Is the owner wanting to sell? Uh, is it a realtor that gave it to us? Do we need to refer it back? Get in contact with that real estate Should agent? we raise the rent? Because that, that, that's, yep. that's happened to me before. Personally, you know, I've had rentals for my whole life and, there's been years where I'm like, damn, I didn't, I, you know what? I haven't raised a rent on this house in three years. What, uh, should, I, I should have a system in place that every, you know, whether they just make up a percent, let's say it's 3%, that it raises every three years automatically. So we raise every, uh, every year 3%, but over go. the last four or five years, it's been more than 3%. And so I have a few rentals of my own, and, and I've been talking with my wife this week, and she's getting on me for that same thing. She's like, hey, this property on 4800 rents are only at 1400 Rents should really be 1800 or 1700 I'm like, yeah, honey, it, it is. We've, we've been raising at 3% every year. And the same tenant's been in there. I've tried to raise it up over $100, $150 uh, a couple times over the last couple of years because these tenants been in there probably seven years. Um, and they've thrown a fit each time. And so it tends to be about a $50 to $65 increase. And I wait till the following year and raise it another 65 bucks or so. And, but uh, this next time, my plan is to raise it up to probably about $200. And if they don't like it, they don't like it, move on out. But giving them adequate notice 60 to 90 days before that happens. But mm. rents over the last five years have increased dramatically. And if you, if you have rentals and you've only been doing 3 4% every year, have, that, uh, have a rental analysis done. What should the current rents be? Are you a little low on the rents? Most likely, I could almost bet you probably are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's fascinating, right? Because, you know, and, th and therein lies another benefit, right, to having someone who's you can look up to to get advice, you know. It really should be some sort of system that says, hey, the, the rents have gone up in the area 6.5%, you know, maybe rather than 3%, you should ask for 5 this year. Not only does that remind you, but it also lets you know, you know, that you're not being egregious, um, by raising the rents. Tribeofmillionaires.com Guys, write that down. Rockstar Nation got a free special offer for you. Now, I've just written a book, and it's just been published. Co-authored it with David Osborne, who's been on this show multiple times. If you don't know David, he is one of the top execs at Keller Williams Real Estate, was personally mentored for the last two decades by Gary Keller himself, and he's in all kinds of businesses. His bio and explanation and, and everything is in this book. But anyways, David and I got together. We decided to write a book. We called it Tribe of Millionaires. 
and I guarantee you it's going to change your life. To find out more, just go to tribeofmillionaires.com. We're going to give it to you absolutely free. Only thing we ask in return is, of course, number one, you pay the shipping. Not a big deal. But number two, that you go on Amazon and write us a review. We're really looking to get an incredible amount of reviews. And because of that, we're giving this book away for free. Go to tribeofmillionaires.com today. Let's shift a little bit. Where, where, Aaron? You, you know, been around forever. Like, what? Where, where do you see real estate sales going in the next five years? You think we're going to hit a recession? Uh, you think we're going to slow down? You know, I'm getting all kinds of different opinions. Some, I know you're in Arizona. Like, what, what are you seeing Utah. there? The agents bitching and complaining there. What's going on? So let me get my crystal ball out. With that, I don't see much of a slowdown between now. Next year's a, uh, a presidential year. I just I I see it slowing down a little, but I don't see it slowing down considerably. Not a recession, anything like that. At least for the next twelve months. Plus, the Feds are doing things to to be able to continue to prop it up with lowering the interest rates. Uh, did that last week. I think it's they're going to be doing that uh, over the next uh, three, four, six months as well. Uh, I predict interest rates are going to be the lowest ever. Uh, in U.S. history between now uh, and June next year. So um, aren't they the lowest ever in history like today? Uh, no, not today. They were uh, in the past, but the feds have increased over the la- last year. They increased a quarter percent a few times. And so you think so they're going to drop more? I think they're going to drop more, yes. Jesus. Wow. Um, and I think uh, int- interest rates itself, and, and I'm saying this, and I just did a refi. I'm closing on a refi today on one of my properties to buy some more uh, re- rentals. But uh, interest rates will be the lowest, I would say, as ever in U.S. history. I'd predict April, May, uh, right in there. Wow. So right in time for next summer. I mean, yeah, so I think you know, that's going to help. You- I think that's going to help prop up uh, the real estate market a little bit more and kind of inch it along next year. But when it comes to 2021, 2022, I think definitely within the next three, four years, uh, we should have uh, a, a major slowdown coming. There's, I think, there's I think real estate is fortunate, should be fortunate that the, the government has helped them. Hell yeah. So much of, of all industries, they've been helped tremendously. Mortgage industry title, Real estate sales, rentals, the same thing, right? With all the with all the flipping and all the um, buying holds that are going on now, well, with, um, with more than ever before. With rentals, I mean, to to be able to go out and buy a home for a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, get money, borrow that money at four percent or five percent, whatever it is, depending upon credit and and second home and investment and so forth. But borrowing that, say at four and a half, five percent. And then getting a tenant in there to paying for the mortgage, I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer, especially right now, to have interest rates so low. There's nowhere else in the world that you can go and borrow money that cheap mm. um, and buy a home and be able to have that home, that, that investment property, be uh, a tax benefit for you to be able to write off the interest, be able to write off the expenses, depreciate that asset. Uh, it, it's, to me, it's a no-brainer. And every Everybody in real estate go buy real estate, but in the day, like I think most real estate agents don't do what they help people do each and every day, buying homes. They don't do it for themselves to have their own home, and they don't do it for investments. 
Yeah. And that, and that, and that's sad, right? False prophecy. I, I do, do what you're helping everybody else do. Like if you believe in real estate that much, go out and make sure you have your own home, go out and buy rentals. This is your retirement. No, no, I don't know any real estate company out there. I've been with Remax. I've been with Keller Williams. They, they didn't offer me a, a retirement program or 401k, nothing like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's a no brainer. And you know, I, I, you know, what about real estate agents that rent? I mean, that's the craziest. There's a lot thing. of them out there. That's it's to me, it's crazy. Go out and do whatever you can to go out and buy your own home. Don't I'll never forget the product. I'll never forget the first year in business. Uh, the, the less one of the lessons I learned of the office manager fired an agent, and I said, "What? What happened?" And and she said, "He fizzed his house." <laughs> He's like, okay. you cannot have an agent here that Fizbo's that does not believe in, in real estate. Doesn't believe in real estate. Doesn't believe putting it on, on the MLS. That's just going to Fizbo it. <laughs> I, I don't quite know how you Fizbo that without uh, being a licensed <laughs> agent, but that's uh, really taking it to the extreme. Yeah, sad, right? Sad. So rentals, buy and holds. I mean, you have, right, you have all these television shows on now with, you know, fixer uppers. You have tons of podcasts on, on, on being, a, being a buyer and a holder, like Bigger Pockets, for instance, which just sold for like $30 million, the podcast and the company behind it. The, you know, and the reason I point that out is because there's, that means there's big business, right? There's big business in people wanting to buy and rent properties. Real estate rentals, single family real estate rentals are at an all time high in history as a respected asset class, right? Do you think this is going to continue? And, and why? Because some people would say, you know, well, it should be more normal. I mean, in the, it was like in the 90s, there, nobody was, but very few, if you were a landlord with 10 houses in the 90s, you were like one in a million. Now it's like every, everybody and their brother wants to own rental properties. Talk well, to me Robert, about this. Well, Robert Kiyosaki came out with his uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book and uh, converted uh, and created all these real estate investors, including myself. Uh, love, love him. Love the, love the books. To me, I don't see it going anywhere. You go back to the '90s, like you were saying. Even go back to the '50s. For somebody to rent a home in the '50s, like what's wrong with you? Uh, you get to the '90s. Eh, okay, there's rentals, and, and it's okay. But even I'd even say 2005. If you were renting, oh, you're renting. Uh, what's wrong with you? Type thing. Uh, unless it's an apartment. Unless you were single. They're, they're just like those little uh, uh, exceptions. And then you get to 2010. Oh, you're renting? Oh, okay. It, it, it's normal for a family to, to rent. It's normal for, for you. I mean, it's, it's not normal or abnormal anymore. Um, and I don't think that's going to change. And the reason why I don't think that's going to change is real estate's going to continue to go up in value, I believe. Yeah, we're going to have a dip. Uh, things will kind of come down and, and go back up just like they did in 20, uh, 2007, 2008, 2010. How far they're going to dip, I don't know. I think the gap between the haves and have-nots will continue to increase as well, and that will help create more and more renters. Salaries haven't increased a whole lot over the country. I mean, they've increased a little bit over the last 10, 15, 20 years. Salaries really haven't gained that much. But look at the housing costs or housing prices to purchase a home. Those have really increased over the last 20 years. 
I think rents are going to continue to go up as well. And that discretionary income that people have because of their mortgage or because of the rents are going to get less and less and less. And it's going to be harder for people to get out of, say, the rat race of renting to buying a home. That's going to be tougher and tougher over the next five, 10 years. And it's going to be easier and people are going to get stuck in that cycle of renting for longer periods of time. That's, and that's I, I just thought. want to, I think, you know what I mean? Like people, they're getting married later, right? They're, 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 they're changing jobs much more frequently than ever before. So the whole idea of commitment, whether it be to a spouse, whether it be to, to a home. career, uh, and whether it be to a home, is a cultural phenomenon. That is drastically reduced. Uh, there's more divorces today. You go back 30 years ago, 40 years ago, how long were people at a job? I mean, you get a job in the, in the 60s, 70s, you were supposed to be there a lifetime, uh, at least 30 years. My father was at his job for about 25, 27 years, and then the last 10 why, years. Why do you think this is happening? I think, I think some of it's my, uh, just our mindset. Some of it, we, I, I, I hear a lot of people, like I just had an interview today with someone uh, that came on board and she went to school 20 years ago uh, to be uh, uh, in, in the medical field. Um, and then she went into sales, uh, sales slash customer service. And now she's into marketing, online marketing. And she loves online digital marketing. I think our, our focus, our uh, attention span is all of that is less, um, less and less. And I think uh, we get bored. I mean, like, just like with myself, I got bored with real estate. Uh, there's no way I, I could have done that for the rest of my life. I love doing it. I love real estate as a whole. But I, I, I started not enjoying helping my clients go out and buying a home, selling a home. I've done it so many hundreds and thousands of times before. It just kind of got old to me. And, and I wanted something different. I wanted something new. And I think uh, over the last uh, 20 years, kind of your generation, my generation, we are, we are wanting that something new. We thrive at learning new things, uh, getting into different industries, or just uh, kind of growing our horizon, uh, le learning more, and uh, changing, changing our jobs. For me, it will always be in real estate because I love and have a passion for real estate, but there's so many things you can do within real estate. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. And all, all this stuff is, is fascinating, right? And it is what it is. Like, I, like my father used to tell me, if, if, you're, if you're interviewing someone for a job and they've had five jobs in five years, it means they're either an alcoholic or they have a drug problem, right? I mean, unequivocally, that's it. They keep getting fired because the boss finally realizes that they're, you know, they smell like alcohol or they fall asleep at a business meeting because they're on opioids or whatever, you know, that's, that's what it means. And, and I don't think it necessarily, you can't say that anymore. Like it could just be, that's just the, the average retention. Yeah. Um, and, and the question is, do, do we as employers just deal with that and say, okay, well, this is the new, this is the new thing. I just have to keep replacing people or do we, I, I guess it's a little bit of both and I'll answer my own question or do we, or do we just constantly do things to retain and offer more, uh, offer more opportunity and, and more perks and more money and, and. Uh, yeah, I, th I think it's a little of both. I think the average stay right now currently uh, in the U S for a job is three to four years. I don't like that. 
And then, I mean, you mentioned looking at uh, how long they're at a, at a position for. That is the first thing I look at. And in the last three years, four years, if they've had three jobs, nope, next. Um, I want to see a history. And people tend to repeat. We're, we're humans. We tend to, we love uh, doing the same thing over and over and over. If it's laziness, if it's being productive, whatever that is, we're, we're, we're creatures of, of habit um, and reputation. And that really kind of instains or gets ingrained in our, our life and our soul uh, between like the 12, being 12 years old to about 30, right in there. And after that, it's tough to, tough to change, tough to be different than who we've become at that point. Uh, we doesn't mean we can't, but it just is, is a little tougher for us to, to do that. Um, but I, I look at people that have been in jobs for at least four to five years uh, at a time and then have moved on before I, I hire them. But I think it's just kind of the culture and the society that we have today. And, and that has kind of uh, spilled over into the housing market to where uh, a lot of the millennials today, they don't want to feel tied down having a home. Hey, if I want to move to San Francisco next week and, and I, I get a new job offer next week for it, I want to be able to just jump and, and go. I don't want to have to sell my house and have this be a, a, a two, three, four month process. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. This is a quote from Mr. Bill Reed, who took my certified listing agent program. He says, looking to take your listing presentation to the next level. Listen, I've closed 100% of the appointments since I took Pat Hyben's certified listing agent. Five appointments, five new clients in 60 days. Do the math. It's worth every single dollar. Now you can get the certified listing agent course. You can get the certified buyer agent course, which tells you how to close every single buyer that calls in if you want them. You get the certified team agent course, which teaches you how to build a dynamite team like Jeff Cohn, who teaches the course. It's like a 10-hour course from Omaha, Nebraska, Berkshire Hathaway's top agent, and seven other courses. Total of 11 courses, all five-star rated, only 97 bucks a month. If you paid for them individually on the website, they would cost over $10,000. And we are running a special now at futureofrealestatetraining.com where you can get them for $97 a month. That's all you can eat. $97 a month, all these courses. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com. Futureofrealestatetraining.com. Check it out. Rockstar Nation, it is time to finish the year strong. The year is almost over, and it's time to sprint. You know, in my real estate career, I always doubled down at the end of the year because all of the other agents were not working during November and December, so I took full advantage. This is a great time to leverage yourself and hire a virtual assistant. I'm talking about my Outdesk. If you haven't heard of my Outdesk, basically they are a virtual assistant company, a VA company that specializes in virtual assistants for real estate agents. Yeah, I'm talking about transaction coordinators, marketing assistants. I'm talking about ISAs, inside sales agents that prospect thousands and thousands of seller leads and buyer lead follow-ups. I mean, these guys are trained in this stuff specifically 
You're not using a company that doesn't know or understand real estate sales. Four out of five of the top teams in the U.S. use my Outdesk for their virtual assistants. And because I know the owner, Daniel Ramsey, I've known him for over a decade, and I know how awesome and incredible this company is and how it saves agents thousands and thousands of dollars every single week and makes them thousands and thousands of more every single week. We're going to give you a $400 coupon off of your first month of a virtual assistant and give you access and give you a free book entitled Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. So you can like read it and look into it before you decide anything. It's called Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And you can get it real easy. All you got to do is text the word HIBAN, H-I-B-A-N, to 31996. That's H-I-B-A-N to 31996. And download your free book, Scaling Your Business with Virtual Professionals. And don't forget to mention also that you get a $400 discount, which will give you a coupon for that when you download the book. Thank you, guys. And I hope you enjoy and make a ton of money using my Outdesk. Let me shift gears, Aaron. Um, so, you know, when you and I first met, I think we, you know, um, we were both heavily in the REO business, yep. um, the foreclosures or, or getting into it. Um, um, and um, so I've had some people recently come to me and say, I want to start getting in the REO business because I think that you're going to start seeing more and more foreclosures and, you know, it's going to come back, right? Where for years, because of equity, you know, banks, and, 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 and sellers were able to sell, pay a commission, make a profit and not have to let the house go or walk away, you know, give the keys back, so to speak. What's your opinion on that? I'd love to hear your opinion. My opinion, I, it may come back. I don't think it will ever come back how it was. And the reason why I think that is there's more automation. There's more technology today. Even with you and I, when we were in it, uh, it wasn't that long ago, uh, the banks were trying to get rid of us as listing agents. And uh, they've had more time and more, more uh, coming up with different ways to get rid of us as the listing agent. Uh, I think they, that's, uh, to me, I, I, I see them seeing us as listing agents as a necessary evil. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's sad. Um, I think we can help them dispose of an asset a lot quicker, a lot faster for more money than they can do that in-house. I've seen that uh, with banks when they've hired in-house listing agents. There's not the passion, the drive. They're going to work from nine to five when it's in-house. Uh, when you've hired me as a listing agent or yourself, we're getting up at six. And if we don't get home for the day till midnight, we, we do what it takes to, to get the mm. work done. But when you hire that out, it's different. Um, I know of, of different banks that have tried that and they, they end up coming back to listing agents. And with this new iBuyer model that's, that's coming out and, and that kind of rolling... Are, are those iBuyers going to be taking buying those those properties for, from the banks? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I just, for some reason, in the back of my head, I just can't see that REOs are going to come back as much and as as many. Even if the downfall is is as, as much as it was in in oh seven oh eight oh nine, uh, I just can't see REOs coming back uh, like 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 they were, once were. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think that was an 
it was a phenomenon that happened for there's a you know three to five year period there where it was just like something happened that we're not going to see anywhere close to again. I mean, you're going to have foreclosures just like you've always had foreclosures, but yep. you're not going to ever see what we saw where all of a sudden millions just got plopped on the market all at once. And uh, well, the, the, the banks have other ways of disposing it. They, they can dispose it as notes or tapes, uh, selling, selling those foreclosures before they get to, the, uh, to foreclosure. So they're in the middle of that foreclosure process, possibly selling to some iBuyers using them. Keeping uh, them. You know, keeping them, Freddie, and renting them out. You know, uh, yeah. you're selling to a hedge fund like Blackstone. It just buys, you know, tons of them. Freddie and Fanny did a little bit of that towards the end of renting it. Uh, I don't think that was success- as successful as they thought it was. They did that for about two, maybe three years, but it, they they were trying different things. And I feel like during this period of time, over the last I don't know six, seven, eight years, they've been testing things in the background, and uh, they know it's going to come back. But what can they do to get rid of one of their highest expenses, which is the real estate commission? What, what can they do to eliminate that or reduce that as much? And towards the end of that, I mean, we were beginning in 07, 08, I was getting 25 3% commission from every bank. Towards the end of that, it would seem to be 1.25 to maybe on the high side, 2%. And yeah. so they were cutting commissions considerably as well. Yeah, yeah, and having you pay for their portals and all that oh, stuff yeah. to run the deals through, the agent had to pay for that. So yeah, the profitability of them just just got massively crushed, massively crushed, like for, nobody's business. Yeah, for me, if I'm in real estate and I'm I'm hoping or or counting on that, I wouldn't count on that. At the end of the day, that's a, an industry and a total. I mean, that was my biggest, no, my number one frustration is I couldn't control my inventory. Yeah. All in all these different banks, they're, depending upon who I schmoozed or who I had the relationships with, at the end of the day, create a business within your own real estate business, as well as if it's property management, whatever, create a business that you can have more control over, regardless of what the market is, up, down. And it's tough to do that sometimes within just real, traditional real estate buying and selling. Uh, but there are other businesses in real estate that you can do that with, property management being one of those. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, what I'm going to do, let's, let's wrap this up, Aaron, by talking about your free gift. What free gift have you brought the Rockstar audience today? Yes. Yeah, so, all of you guys, I mean, we're all in business with that, and we love reviews. If there's uh, Zillow reviews, if there are Google My Business reviews, Yelp reviews, we all love reviews. And so I've partnered with uh, a great uh, review great company. company. Yeah. Yep, a great review company, Grade.us. Grade, and this is like this, guys. This is this is like a, a grade that you get in school, yep, right? Grade. Dot us. And they, what do they do? So you can add your clients as you have a, a, a closed transaction, if it's a buyer, a sell, a listing sell, send them, and which I'm sure you guys already do, but you kind of come up with your own way of sending, uh, the recommend, sending, asking for reviews. This is the same thing. This will take it to them. Say you want to Google, uh, Google My Business, you want Zillow, you want Yelp, uh, which I wouldn't recommend using Yelp with grade, but uh, Yelp. What's another one? Thumbtack. Oh, yeah, any place um, any, will do it. Yeah. Any of those, your clients can go and re, uh, do a review for one, or say you have ten of them, they can do a review for all ten of them. It's out. It's you use the software so that you can bring in more reviews. 
Um, it just pushes go, it. Do you only have to yep. do it once and it goes to all of them or do you have to do it 10 times? No. So, the, uh, yes, they have to do it individually, meaning your client will it, it really directs individually. Them. It directs them and makes it easier yep, it directs for them. them. takes them directly to your link, to your company right. account. So, they don't have to, to look it up, find it, change pa internet pages six times for each yep. one. So, uh, what, you can uh, get their email address and or get their uh, phone number, like a, a cell phone, put it in there. It will text them little reminders until they've clicked on it to be able to leave a review for you. And, you, and Aaron's um, going to give us, what, 50% off? Is that what it was? 50% off. If you go on there right now, being the end of 2019, uh, the professional plan, I think it's 180, 180 bucks. Uh, I'll give that to you for 50 bucks. I do not own grade.us. I uh, just want to get that out there. I'm a, uh, a, a reseller for it. Um, I use it in my own business. I love it. Um, I think it's very important for any business owner. And so any business, you, doesn't matter what you any, are. Yep, any business owner. Uh, just reach out to me. Send me an email. Hey, I want the grade.us. What I'll do uh, is I'll tell you what, I'll make it easy, guys. I'm going to put it in Aaron's show notes. Now, this is the third time he's been on the show, so I'm going to make this real easy. It's ibendigital.com backslash, and I'll just use his company name because it's easy to remember. Um, uh, backslash key renter k-e-y renter hybendigital.com backslash key renter and the number three since this is his third time here hybendigital.com backslash key renter three i'm going to put uh, the link in there so you guys could get this and uh of course we'll, we'll also put it in the agent success toolbox which you can get by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox and getting this free gift plus tons of other free gifts that other people have brought in uh, or texting the word toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 Aaron this has been a blast brother I Thank wish you the best of luck and um, if I'm ever in your neck of the woods I'll definitely look you up we can break some bread I'd love to. No, feel free. I'd love to. If you come out skiing, let me know. Love to. And with that uh, uh, toolbox offer, that's month to month. There's no contract with that. So if you want to try it out for one month, it's half the price. There's no setup fee, nothing Boom. like that. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much. I thank really you, appreciate Pat. you coming on today. You bet. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out sphere of influence forms referral request forms and the list goes on and on if you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please 
I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings, and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on a million-dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get, so please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.